joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. And while you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily onto AmericaOutloud.com. So be sure to share the articles and podcasts on social media. We always appreciate that a great deal. It helps us out more than you guys know. Hope you all had a great weekend. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Once again, going to continue to piggyback off the midterm election results, which unfortunately um, are still pouring in in some states, these house races in particular. Um, This voting is just absolutely uh, a shame that it's taking so long, and this cannot happen in our government. You look at what's happened in Arizona, where the governor's race, the Senate race, it took forever to call. Same thing happening out in Nevada, where they did get a new Republican governor. But uh, that Senate race, it just took forever to count the votes. And this just cannot happen, Rob. It seeds uh, people to not trust in our election systems. They blame President Trump and Republicans, but these long vote dumps that we see uh, does nobody any favors. It takes trust away from the election system. No one trusts it when you're waiting six days in states like Nevada where you see that we've got the lead in the Senate forever, then all of a sudden the lead just keeps dwindling down and down. Uh, I just don't trust this process with these long counts. It gives people more time for malfeasance and other things. So uh, I'm just not happy with this election process here in the 2022 midterms. A lot of states election night got all the results in. Uh, states like Florida had them counted pretty much immediately. But then you've got places like Utah, or not Utah, but Arizona and Nevada. It's just a complete disgrace. Rob, what are your thoughts? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Like you said, the uh, I think it was a week ago tonight that we were predicting a red wave that we didn't get. And it does, when you do the postmortem, postmortem when you're looking at what happened, what did we get wrong, were there signs, <clears throat> and I think that there were plenty of signs that were there that we weren't going to get the red wave that we had wanted, that we had anticipated, that some of the pollsters were saying that would happen. But nevertheless, we were hoping against hope that it would come to fruition. Given all that's happening in the country now with inflation, the border, Supply chain problem, the lies about COVID, the vaccines, being forced to take the vaccine, uh, our schools, the government using the Department of Justice as a weapon to go after parents. It was easy to think or believe that people would say, we don't want this. We've got to correct the country. We've got to correct the course because the direction that we're going in is extremely dangerous. So we've got to change things and the way we can change it is by the vote. But it didn't happen. 
So you have to do a postmortem and find out where did we go wrong? How did we get this so wrong that we thought what we had, we didn't have? And it's not necessarily about the people that were running, but it's more so the country and the policies and correcting the wrong and try to make it right. So whether or not you like the candidates is completely a different story. It's more so what will they do to make certain or ensure our country does not collapse? And if people were just looking at the candidates and not looking at the issues, the policies, then we all be damned. We're in trouble. We're in serious trouble if people couldn't get past the the person, the individual, to look at the policy and look at the good that they were going to bring to the country. If that didn't happen, if that could not happen, we'd be damned. We don't care about the country. We want the country to collapse. I don't care if you didn't like Dr. Oz. I don't care if you felt that Dr. Oz wasn't from Pennsylvania. What he was going to do compared to what Fetterman is going to do. Then it brings a question, begs the question, are the people in Pennsylvania that dense, that dumb, that stupid? Yes, we have to go there. Because you know what you were getting with this guy, Fetterman. You knew that this guy, who's, who's, who's rich, his only concern is letting out more criminals. He chased down a black man with a gun and black people. You're constantly talking about racism and they did this to me and they did that. When you had the opportunity to correct a wrong, you didn't do it. So who are the who are the voters in Philadelphia? I, I keep seeing this image of a woman who was on TV, a black woman. And she was on some panel. I don't know which station she was on. And she thought she was, you know, I guess a well-informed voter, but I could just look at her and tell that she wasn't. And she said, well, you know, I, this Oz, I don't know. He's not from Pennsylvania. I'm going to stick with Fetterman because I know what Fetterman is doing. What exactly is she doing? What will he do? And see, that question wasn't put to her because as it's been put to her, she would have stumbled and wouldn't have been able to give the answer. All things she would have been able to say is that, well, you know, he's for me. And, and you know, Oz, he's, he's, he's just for the rich and, 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 and Fetterman, he's, he's going to make things right. Well, what has he made right so far? What has he done for your community besides give you high crime? See, they couldn't have challenged her on it because had they challenged her, everyone would have attacked the commentator and said, oh, you're racist. How dare you put that poor woman on the spot? Well, how dare she gets up there saying that she knew what she was talking about? We have to take this down to the, to the level of understanding who these people are that are voting. Who are the voters? Because a lot of voters aren't informed. Though some would say, oh, don't attack the people. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to attack them all. Because if we can't get to the polls and vote the way we should so that we can get the results, then we've got a problem. And that goes back to the educational system. What's being taught in school and education? Well, social emotional learning. That's all I'm hearing, social and emotional learning. What the hell is social emotional learning? Something else that Democrats cooked up and they're trying to put everything inside of it. Well, it's helping the kids to understand if they don't understand math, you know, it might be something that's embedded in the the way their brain is wired. If they don't understand history, it's the way their brain is wired. All, All this nonsense has turned out voters 
that are stupid, dumb, and crazy and don't get it. Now, going back to what I was saying, you know, voting on the issue and not the person. And we keep hearing that there was a huge turnout of young people that voted, a huge turnout. Young people usually don't vote during the midterms, but they voted now. Well, why was that? Oh, because they're afraid that their welfare checks were about to get cut off. If the Republicans took both the House and the Senate, well, they took both houses. Oh, they were afraid. They were afraid that, oh, my God, I'm going to have to pay the student debt. And the money that I thought I was going to get that I can go out and buy Gucci's and all these clothes and fancy cars and take vacations. I'm not going to have it. So I got to make certain I vote for those Democrats, regardless of the fact that they're going to keep giving us high crime, regardless of the fact that we have inflation that they said we don't have. I've got to vote for them so I can keep my welfare check coming. And this, is, this goes across socioeconomic levels. It's like all of them want this. I mean, there are some people who can very easily pay off the student loan, but they're saying, wait, I'm just going to put that money aside because if they're giving away the money, why shouldn't I take the money? Why should I use my hard-earned money if they're going to give it to other people? My taxpaying dollars, I might as well get some also. And do you blame them? People would say, well, what about virtue? What about honesty? Well, come on, it goes out the window. We have that. We don't have that anymore. It's all gone. Our value system has just completely been obliterated by people who think we're trying to help you. So again, look, look at people who were voting. Who, who are these people? Why couldn't they see that what they were doing is going to impact them down the line? They keep talking about the future of our children. Your children don't have a future because of you. Your, ch your ch children's future will be encumbered with debt because of you. You're dead, you're gone, and now your children, grandchildren, will have to sort through all this mess, sort through a bazillion's genders, sort through all the pronouns. Because the only thing you are looking at is that, oh, I want my welfare check to keep coming, the welfare check being free freebies. You don't have to work. If you can't work, we'll give you this. We're going to pay off your student debt. Now I hear that that's even been on hold because a federal judge came out and said, this is unconstitutional. He can't do that. Of course, Biden can't do it. And Republicans also knew that he can't do it. Democrats knew he can't do it. But Republicans did not put up the fight that they should have put up because they're trying to be too genial and too courteous and too proper and prim. And where did that get you? Absolutely nowhere. It got you nowhere. It got you to the back of the line, begging with the cup, wanting people to give you more money so you can run a yet another election. Let's see if we can win it the next time. Well, how are you going to win it, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, who moved money from viable candidates to the account of his friend because Lisa Mikowski, well, I like her. We go, we go way back. I knew her dad. Her dad rigged the system in Alaska to make certain that his family would always be in power, regardless of the fact that they always vote for Democrats. Lisa Mikowski, she's only uh, Republican in name only, just want to put the R behind her name. She wants to make it seem as though she's a virtuous person. But in actuality, she's just part of the swamp. So I'm Mitch McConnell. I can move this money to where I want to move it. 
as opposed to putting it behind the candidates that count. And why weren't the other Republicans calling him out and saying, you old fart, you can't do that. Oh, but they're busy sitting on the sidelines saying, oh, Donald Trump said something racist about his wife. He called her Coco Chanel. What's racist about that? Maybe he should have called her a heart and criminal. Maybe he should have said that she is a China oculite. Maybe that would have woke them up. When we were in the throes of Black Lives Matter, people were attacking them. And then you had Republicans coming out. Well, not Republicans in power, but the voters coming out trying to support them and saying, leave them alone. And what do we get in return? Him moving the money from candidates, viable candidates, and placing them somewhere else. That's our boy Mitch McConnell, who claims to be a Republican. Oh, but, but look, he did get a lot of judges, conservative judges passed through under Trump. Okay, that's one thing. You're only as good as the tasks you did the day before. What about the tasks, the future tasks that are coming? How did you perform with that task? What did you do? Quiet is this kept. No one's saying anything about it. Because he's our boy, Mitch McConnell, and we like him. We could tell who these people were after Jan 6 and the positions that they took and the things that they were saying. And the people who came out hard, attacking Trump viciously, saying this is Trump's fault, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. Another, nothing but another Liz Cheney in disguise. Because had you stopped and thought and said, wait a minute. Maybe the people are angry. Maybe people are fed up. Maybe people are tired of their votes not counting. Maybe they're tired of the lies. Look at what's happening now. We go to bed. Our candidate is ahead. Then the next thing we know, they're behind. The Democrats are finding votes. And then you have the justice system saying, oh, nothing to see here. This is perfectly okay. It's legitimate. People are tired of this. Maybe that's the reason why they went to the Capitol to say, no, we want to be heard. And then everyone wants to turn it into the, oh, democracy, oh, they were just tearing it down, oh, this is horrible. But when the Democrats went out and were trying to stop Brett Kavanaugh from going to the courts, clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court, no one said anything about it. They said, oh, this is democracy, let them do it. This is okay. When women were laying down in the halls of justice so that they couldn't vote, oh, this is okay. When people were going out this summer to the justices' homes, I'm protesting because of the abortion bill. Oh, this is this this is justice. This is democracy. Whereas we know that there are laws that says you can't do that, but they were allowed to do it. Oh, it's okay. Let them do it. Nothing to see here. Brett Kavanaugh, oh, he'll live. Amy Coney Barrett, oh, they're outside. They just doxed her, her the school that her kids go to. Oh, that's okay. Clarence Thomas, we don't want him talking at the school. Oh, that's okay. So you want to silence voices, take away free speech? Oh, that's okay. The Democrats are doing it. And Republicans just sit there, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it later. No, you got to push back. You got to stand up and you got to fight. But they know that Republicans won't do it. So this is the reason why they act the way they do. And we just sit back, eat humble pie and say, oh, well, maybe next time, maybe when we get the House, maybe when we get the Senate, maybe when we vote. What do you mean maybe when you vote? You got a person right there, a rhino, who's moving bonds around so that if whoever won, the candidates that are viable, won't get it. Because he's stuck on, oh, they're an election denier. Election deniers? My God, the entire Democrat Party are election deniers. They've been denying elections since 2000. And we don't want to say anything about it. You're okay with it, but the moment Republicans say, oh, this is horrible, this is bad. And then we wonder why. We're in the predicament that we're in. 
We're wondering why Republicans can't get their messaging across. Yeah, there's a lot of malfeasance with the votes, with the counting, but that's just one part of it. Holistically, you've got to look at everything and say, we need to clean this all up. But we'll focus on one little thing, Jan 6, they were deniers. People didn't want them. And that's the reason why they didn't make it. Whereas looking at what actually happened, Mitch McConnell took money from viable candidates. The Democrats party machine had already gone in and said, hey, we're going to use these early votings and we're going to hold them back to see how many come, who, who, who gets what during the actual voting. And then we're going to supplement, supplement those votes that will get us over the top. And then we'll sit there and go, oh, that, that's just the way it is. That's the count. No, it's not the count. Clearly, someone cheated. Clearly, there's malfeasance going on. When your candidate is ahead, and then they're fearful, and then they, oh, well, we got to keep counting. Well, we got some votes here. Some votes came out here. And then I heard in Nevada, in one county, Warsaw County, they were live streaming this, and it went dead for eight hours of counting. The streaming went, was, was blanked out for eight hours. What happened? Oh, it was just a glitch in the system and Republicans were taken and they'll move on as opposed to saying, okay, maybe it was a glitch, but so that people can feel comfortable, comfortable that it was a glitch, we need to investigate. You know what? Maybe these folks need to take some healthy sale to wake the heck up. I don't know, Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You go to HealthyCell.com, check out all the great products, and save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. So go to HealthyCell.com. And use the promo code OUTLOUD to save 25% off your first order. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andy. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only 8 seconds. One second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. 
We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew and just discussing the latest in the midterm elections and uh, Mitch McConnell's accountability in some of these losses of obviously the media. People like Paul Ryan came out right away just blasting President Trump, blaming him for these uh, midterm election results. When you've got Mitch McConnell out there who said a long time ago that these were bad candidates that President Trump had selected, and he did not throw his support or the GOP's money behind. Instead, he goes out and endorses Lisa Murkowski, like you said, gets really behind her race, throws a bunch of money at it. And then the same thing in Colorado, this establishment politician, Joe O'Day, Mitch McConnell dumped a fortune into him, and he got whipped. It was a total waste of money. And uh, that was just very bad judgment for Mitch McConnell to spend all this money on Joe a day who likely didn't have a good chance in the first place. Just the irresponsibility of Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Ronna McDaniel, as Matt Gates said, they all need to be Mick gone. This is the only way that our party is going to reach the heights that it should. I believe the leadership is definitely holding us back. Looks like we're most likely going to take the house back. So I'd like to see uh, Steve Scalise or uh, Jim Jordan or someone else run for that seat because just uh, going down the status quo will not get the job done. I'd even like to see Mitch McConnell replaced as the minority leader when this is all said and done. Rob, what are your thoughts on Mitch McConnell dumping all this money into that Joe O'Day in Colorado? What did you think of that race? It's unfortunate. And it's really sad. That's what Mitch McConnell did. But I, I'll say this also. Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, the two Macs, we need to get rid of them, as Gabe said. There's no need of playing around with this. There's no need of pretending what happened did not happen. In my opinion, these were good candidates that were running. Very good candidates. And we have spoken about this before. You go to war with the army you have, not with the army that you wanted, with the soldiers that you wanted. These were the soldiers. We're going to get behind them. But see, McConnell had something else up his sleeves. He was looking at, well, you know, I don't like that Trump. He's been attacking me. So I'm going to show him who the boss is by not supporting his candidates. I'm going to go with someone else, which is what he did. He moved money to someone else when the people, the Republicans should have said, no, Mitch, don't do this. You're harming us. And something else that we had said earlier on, even going back as far as this summer, never underestimate the Republicans' ability to blow everything up. And clearly, this is what we're seeing. They just blew it all up. Mitch McConnell should be denied, denied minority leader. Kevin McCarthy should not be allowed to be the Speaker of the House. He has been gunning for that position since Trump was in office. And we had a guest on here who even called him out saying that he just wants the only thing McCarthy wants is that position, that position, so that once he has it <clears throat> and it's all said and done, he can go up and get on some big corporate board and make a whole lot of money. And clearly, this is what he's doing. So they should deny him that position. He did not deliver. We're going to deny you that position. Don't be afraid of him. Who is he? I don't care if it's a bloody fight. Make it internal. Go to him and say, Mitch, I'm sorry. We're not going to give this to you. And then they should all caucus together and say, no, we're going to deny him because he has done nothing for us. He came out with his big mouth running about Jan 6, didn't know what he was talking about, 
trying to placate the Democrats, as always. Placate the Democrats. No, this is it. You sat on your bond and you waited to get rid of Liz Cheney. And then you're going to attack the other senators, Marjorie Taylor Greene representative, and say, oh, well, you know, we got to censor her because she's saying things that she shouldn't be saying. But what about Liz Cheney? You see what's happening here? Within the walls of the Republican Party, we have issues. It's time to just put them out to pasture. Scalise, Gates, Jordan, there are other accomplished Republicans that could serve in those leadership positions because clearly we don't have leaders here. Because a real leader would have contacted Rona McDaniel and say, Rona, do you not realize that in Arizona, the Secretary of State is running for governor? The Secretary of State controls the votes. They count the votes. Don't you see that being a problem? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. I'm running for a position whereby I control the votes. Really? And, and she didn't see anything wrong with it. No one, none of the Republicans saw anything wrong with it. They're just sitting there. Now, they want to come out and go, mm, well, we got to look at that because that doesn't look good. And each time we're looking at it, day after day, night after night, the lead that the Republicans had, it just keeps going away, going away. Now, people will say, oh, no, we can't say that. They were cheating because these are just the raw votes. How do you know they're just the raw votes? How do you know that they weren't changing information? And they could probably do a forensic on it and say, well, there's nothing here. Democrats are clever. They know how to cover their malfeasances. They did it during 2020. I mean, come on. They're notorious for doing this, and Republicans can't say anything about it because if you do, election deniers, and that's all we hear now, the election deniers, they were defeated at the polls. They were all election, election deniers. They, what did they deny? Well, they denied that Joe Biden won. Joe Biden didn't win. Let's just be honest. Joe Biden did not win that election of 2020. I'm just going to go out there and say it. We got to stop fooling ourselves. We got to start speaking truth to power, regardless as to who says what. Well, we need to trust our election system and we need to, this is America. Yeah, this is America. And look at where we are. Whose America is it? Is it America for Democrats or is it America for Republicans or is it America for all? Because if it's the America for all, we should be able to come out and we should be able to say these things without there being some type of repercussion or people coming out for us. Retribution. We should be able to call this out. And enough of this. Oh, you're an election denier and you're not for America. Give me a break. That's the problem. The Democrats know that if you challenge it, they're going to come down hard on you and then you're going to roll over afraid to say anything. We've got to stop this. And, and in addition to that, the media. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I'm part of the media. I went to journalism school for what it's worth, what it was worth. The media needs to be reined in. I don't care what the Constitution says about a free and fair press. We don't have that. Corporations are running the media. So how can it be a free and fair press when you have big corporations running the media? It can't be. 
Jeff Bezos runs Washington Post. Fox, Wall Street Journal, is run by Sky Media. The Murdoch family. The New York Times is ran by Slim Carlos. So how is it a free and fair press? It can't be. But no one wants to call it out because they're afraid if we call it out, they're going to go back to, whoa, 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 the Constitution, the Constitution. And that's what the media hides behind. The Constitution says a free and fair press. How is it free and fair if these companies are controlled by corporations? Corporations that have a dog in the fight because they know what we do and what we say, Congress can move in, censor us, take away some of our power, take away our spending habits. You see how this all intertwines, it all connects, but see, no one is thinking about that. And they're hoping that you don't think about it. And that is the reason why I'm putting it out there. We need to look at all of this because we, 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 Republicans will never win an election if we continue to roll over and play possum, play dead, and not call these things out. There's nothing wrong with calling it out. We should call it out. We have every right to call it out. Why aren't we calling it out? You see, no one's thinking about that. We're allowing them to continue doing what they're doing. Afraid that if we call it out, they're going to say that we're election deniers. If we call it out, they'll say that we're unpatriotic. How is it in Arizona, Republican candidates were way ahead? And then you had certain counties. Oh, they can't count. Oh, they're having problems. Oh, we got the mail-in ballots. Oh, we got this. We got to bring that in. This happened in 2020. And when it's all said and done, why is it that it's the Democrats that always end up on top? Why? I mean, think about it. Republicans are ahead. And then all at once, there's a problem with the voting. Oh, we've got to count these back votes. And then when they've all been counted, oh, Republicans, uh, they lost. The Democrats won because, you know, the Democrats, they're the ones who vote this way. It makes absolutely no sense. It's like these are just hypothetical things that they're saying, but they're saying this because they know that you're going to believe it. And if you challenge them on it, oh, you're an election denier. And who comes in and supports that? The media. And they'll talk about it nonstop like they're doing now. All the election deniers, they were defeated. But how is that so when they were ahead? And when they were ahead, the media was freaking out, saying, oh, democracy is going to be dead now because they're ahead. But then once they managed to find some votes, it's, oh, if you don't believe this, you're an election denier. You see what I'm talking about? I mean, think about it. Republicans go in ahead, and then they're talked about by the media saying, well, they're going to take away democracy. But then overnight, they come back and say, oh, well, they're losing. And if you don't believe that they're losing, you're an election denier. And then we don't say anything. We go to our little corners, and we believe it. Makes no sense. Someone has got to stand up. Someone has got to call this out. And not be afraid to call it out. And say, wait a minute. We need to correct the elections. Because whenever you guys are losing, you want to say that we're election deniers and that we're going to take away democracy. But the moment you're ahead, you want to shut us down. And the media is the biggest culprit 
know, some would say, well, what are we going to do with the media? <laughs> Good question. Take away their credentials. Tell people don't believe everything that they say. Make an amendment to the Constitution that corporations cannot buy these companies. Well, then how are they going to get their word out there? Well, how is Twitter out there? How is Facebook out there? If they're good, people will buy them. They will pay to hear their news. But if they're not, <laughs> people will, we, we don't want you. But the way it is now, they control everything. They're constantly pumping out this propaganda and people are believing it. Nonstop. CNN, Washington Post, MSNBC, a daily diet of just corruption, a daily diet of propaganda, indoctrination, daily diet of it. And they have the withal, they have the, 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 the wingspan to cover all of this. And no one else can get anything else in. That's the reason why they're freaking out about Twitter. Because they're afraid that if Elon Musk is successful and he's able to open it up, it will burst this whole thing wide open. So what do they do to counter it? Oh, we're going to tell the advertisers, don't advertise there. We're going to tell them to pull out. And if you do, we're not going to support you. Now think about it. The only thing he wants to do is just make certain that everyone has a voice. Everyone is on the platform has a voice. Then you have these individuals who are saying, oh, we're for free speech. They don't want that. They only want their voices out there. When Twitter only had their voices, they loved it. Now, of course, they allowed a few, a few conservative voices. But when you look at the totality of it, you've got more on the left than the right. But it was set up that way by design so that you wouldn't think, oh, well, they're not being fair. And they can come back and say, oh, well, no, we got this person on there. He's on there. She's on there. But overall, it's nothing but a field of propaganda indoctrination. And once you get that out there and keep it going over and over and over and churning at the wheels, and you have young people looking at it because they know that's where they get their news, the indoctrination is on set. So it's more than just one form of indoctrination, not just at the schools, but at a lot of these social media platforms because they're able to put out their agenda, their propaganda, what they want you to hear. And they know that young people, because they've done all the studies, get a majority of their news from that. Hey, it's a home run. Whereas the middle-aged people, oh, well, they're going to CNN, MSNBC, and the Washington Post. Well, the young people, the coveted prize, they're getting their information from social media. And we can tell them whatever we want, and they will believe it. And that's how they've been so successful in labeling Republicans racist. But they can't point to anything racist. They know nothing about it. They can't even define the word other than how the media has defined it. But, oh, yeah, they're racist. Oh, they're that. And the Republicans being so weak, they can't defend it. <laughs> Andrew. Really clever, wouldn't you say? Yeah, certainly. Something that we're uh, paying attention to and we'll keep talking about here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. You can also go to AmericaOutloud.com. 
and click the listen or click the after dark tab to get our full archive of shows hundreds of shows over at americaoutloud.com we'll be back with more after dark with rob and in While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew and shifting directions to the resident in chief, Joe Biden who is busy after these midterm elections, taking an overseas trip. In typical Biden fashion, he arrives in Cambodia and says thank you to the leader and calls him the leader of Colombia. Um, pretty embarrassing, but it's just par for the course with Joe Biden in these international trips. He's known to make these uh, gaffes. This guy doesn't even know where he is most of the time, and this is just another clear example of that. I found it very interesting how he came out and was acting like these midterm elections were a huge win for his administration when I don't really see it that way, even though they did hold a lot more seats uh, than we expected. There's still a lot of division in this country. It's a 50-50 country right now. Um, Joe Biden does not have a mandate, despite what he claims. He says the American people like his policies and they want more of them. Well, I must not be included in that American uh, people that he was referring to, because uh, the less of Biden policies that get passed, the better off we are. Rob, what are your thoughts on Joe Biden making an international trip right after uh, the midterm elections? Well, Andrew, as we said in last week's show, Joe thinks he has a mandate. Joe does not have a mandate. He doesn't have a mandate at all. So I'm not at all surprised that he would go overseas with all these snafus. What does surprise me is that Americans that sit back and they see this and they think nothing of it. And I, I guess I, the majority of Americans don't think anything of it because those Americans who do see this as being a problem, their voices have been silenced by, of course, the mainstream media because they don't want their voices out there. They want them to be silent. They don't want people to hear that they're saying, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. And then you have others that are so stupid, dumb, and ignorant that they can't see. Yeah, I said those words, stupid, dumb, and ignorant. Because anyone voting for this guy, stupid, dumb, and you're ignorant. And, and you're just as crazy as he is. How could you put someone, want someone like that to go out there and represent the country? Well, maybe they're okay with it because the country is gone. They're okay with it because we've fallen. They're okay with it. I mean, yeah, 
we have all these corporations that are here. You have your nine to five job. You're paying your bills. You're able to go on your summer vacations. You're able to live on the lap of luxury. But when you really peel back the onion and when you really look at it, our moral values have fallen so far down. The country that we used to be, we could take pride in, it's not there. And that's the reason why we look at Joe Biden and we say, oh, well, it's okay, give him a pass. And of course, the media is giving him a pass by dressing him up and making it seem as though well, he's the greatest thing to slice bread. Well, there's nothing wrong with Joe. I mean, think about all the times that Joe would come out and stumble over his words and get them all confused. Like you said, he's confusing, uh, uh, what was it, Colombia with Cambodia? No, they would say, oh, he's a speech impediment problem. Oh, Joe's tired. Had that been any other president, they'd have attacked them viciously. And just seeing him out there, the old man that he is, decrepit, that's what we want? I mean, Joe is not the same Joe he was when he took office in 2020, 2021, we were sworn in. It's not the same person. He's completely different. And now we hear that he's going to run for the presidency. And hey, he'll probably run and he'll probably win. Why wouldn't he? We have the establishment, big media, uh, social media, and corporations propping him up. Why, would, why wouldn't he win? Why would we think he wouldn't win? I don't care how good a candidate the Republicans have. When you have all that going behind you, supporting you, why wouldn't he win? I mean, we're beginning to look like some of these other third world countries who prop up leaders. The military is propping them up. The military is behind them. They have the military backings. Then they have the big wigs in the country, these oligarchs that are propping them up, giving them money also. Well, we're going to give them money. Now think about it. When I say the oligarchs, we're going to give him money, Joe Biden money, to make certain that he wins. Because if we don't, his Department of Justice will come after us. So to keep the Department of Justice from coming after us and the FBI, we're just going to give him money and help him win. The media will do the same thing because I've already told you, Washington Post is controlled by Jeff Bezos, New York Times by this Mexican guy, uh, Slim, Car Carlos Slim, and we know Fox News is Rupert Mur Murdoch. So why wouldn't they all acquiesce and say, let's just help him win? Because if we don't, the Department of Justice will come after us. Look at what they're doing to Elon Musk. Biden coming out saying, oh, you know, we need to look. At, I mean, just openly said this. We need to look at his connection with all these foreign investors that are helping him buy Twitter. We need to look at that. There's something going on there. For him to feel comfortable saying that and the media seemingly okay with it, that's dangerous. Now, think about it. Yeah, he's a, he's a billionaire. But we don't like what he's doing, so we're going to go after him, and we're going to create a, a, uh, a crime. I think it was Stalin who said, show me a person, I'll show you a crime, or something of that nature. So in essence, we're just going to create it. There's nothing there. We'll look at what they did with Donald Trump and Russia collusion. There was no collusion, but they created it. And John Durham is having a heck of a time proving what they did. We know they did it. <laughs> it's evident. You see the evidence. You can read it for yourself. But because they couldn't take it to the courts and find, get a guilty verdict, it's like, oh, it's okay. Hillary Clinton still coming out saying, oh, Trump, he lied. He did this. Now, imagine that happening to a private citizen. You're innocent, and you can't prove it. You know that you're innocent, but the government is fighting against you. This is, in essence, what we're going through right now, and people don't see it or they do see it, and they're thinking, oh, it's not my problem. I don't care. 
Trump should keep his mouth shut. It's going to come down to you, just like with the elections. It all goes around in a circle, and eventually it bites you on the butt. And when you don't say anything about it, you keep quiet because you're afraid, or you keep quiet because you think, oh, well, you know, they all do it. They all do what? They all cheat? If that's the case, we're in serious trouble. So Biden goes gallivanting overseas and making a complete idiot of himself. And everyone, oh, that's okay. The media, oh, that's okay. I remember when Trump was uh, in office and he was walking down a, uh, the stairs or some uh, plank. And he was like walking really cautiously because it was slippery and he didn't want to fall. And the media, oh my God, there's something wrong with him. He's going crazy. There's something wrong. And everyone bought it. Regardless of the fact that the man came out the other day and the next day he was on Twitter and they started attacking him. Why is he on Twitter? He's making me sick. But that one moment in time when he was walking down carefully so that he wouldn't fall. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, he's losing his steps. Oh, he's getting old. Oh, he's frail. Oh, he's this. And then when Biden was going up Air Force One, stumbled not once, not twice, not thrice, but four times and probably more than that. They said nothing about it. Oh, no, there's nothing to see here. He comes out, he loses his direction. He thinks that there are people there that there aren't there. He's talking in space. He can't remember his uh, cabinet members. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. If you guys can't see what I'm saying, we're in trouble. But this is what we've come to. And why? Because the Democrats have been allowed to cheat and steal and not been held accountable. And you get Republicans that, you know, they are, they're acquiescing because they will roll over. As Jeff Dorn said, as long as they're in the minority and they're able to make money, oh, they don't care anything about it. You got Liz Cheney going out endorsing Democrats. An endorsement of a Democrat is an endorsement of their policies, Liz. You got Mitch McConnell out there, as we said, in the first block of the show. In the second block, she's out endorsing Lisa Murkowski, taking money from viable Republicans and giving it to the opposition who claim that they are Republicans. Well, you're endorsing those policies. Then you want to come out on the floor of the House and give these like really strong speeches, and this is who we are, and it's all lip service because you don't mean it. You don't mean it at all because you're going to go back to doing what you've been doing all along. But hey, we can't say anything. It's just it's just part of the system. But you know what we could do is that we could stand up and say enough is enough. We're tired of this. You're either for us or you're against us. You're either in the party or you're out of the party. Well, how do we do that? We've been trying that by looking at the candidates and saying, okay, what are your thoughts on Jan 6? Well, I thought it was a bad deal. Okay, you're out. We don't want you. We don't want you. Because you're just talking narratives that the left would be talking. Okay, we, we, you're, you're out of here. You are out of here. That's the litmus test. We gotta, we've got to play the system the way the Democrats play it. And, and another thing, Andrew, I want to bring up, is we we're just talking about the election. Yeah, and we're going to talk about it until we get it all straightened out. Because we see things are being stolen from us right before our very eyes. Our birthrights are being taken from us. And Republicans, they're just letting it happen as opposed to fighting back, pushing back. They say, this is democracy. Jan 6, that was democracy. Okay, it was ugly. Never is pretty. Look at the Boston Tea Party. Look at our country. People standing up. It, it doesn't look pretty. It's never pretty. Civil war wasn't pretty. But you do it because you have principle. 
You do it because you're letting the other side know we're not going to take this. You got to push back sometimes. Now, the point that I wanted to make about the elections and cleaning it all up, election integrity, integrity. This whole thing with the early voting and the mail-in ballots. A lot of people, oh, I don't want to early vote. I want to go the day of because I want to make sure that my vote is counted. Well, how do you know your vote is even counted the day of? They can very easily manipulate your vote. Look at what's happening in Arizona. <laughs> Look at what they did in Arizona and in Nevada. Nevada. You voted the day of, and in Nevada, oh, the streaming went blank for eight hours. What did they do with those votes? <laughs> okay? So the point I want to make is that because they have shifted and they're saying early vote, we don't like it. No one likes it, but now it's part of the practice. Then get out there and vote. So that the day off when they say, oh, there are too many people voting, we've got to cut it down. We've got to shut this down. Oh, there are too many people voting, we can't count. With early voting, you will know what my vote did go in there. What they do with it, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it the day of. But we have got to take advantage of all of this because we allowed it to happen. Republicans didn't push back hard enough. So they got early voting. People can do it. It's legal. Then you got to go ahead and do it. Instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to do it. No, we're hurting ourselves. Get out there and do it. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen the day of. But you will know that, hey, I did do it. We got to play the system the way they're playing it. The way they're gaming the system, we've got to game the system until we come up with a better plan. And, and when you look out there, it's the same thing with social media. We allowed them to take advantage of it. We allowed them to get at the forefront and to create all these platforms. And then we got on thinking, oh, we can say what we want to say. And then they shut us down. Hey, our fault. Because we didn't think to, let me see if I can buy my own. Let me see if I can create my own. The same thing with the school system. We sat back and said, oh, I don't want to go into school. Oh, There's nothing there. There's no money there. Let's go into private. Let's do our own thing. Then we turned our backs on the school system, and now we woke up and look at what we have in the school system, a bunch of radicals trying to change our kids and tell them, oh, you can be any gender you want. And look at now we're trying to get rid of it and look at how hard it is. You see what I'm saying? We've got to start jumping at the forefront. We've got to start taking advantage. We've got to start gaming the system. We've got to start playing the game the way they're playing it and playing it even better. That's the only way we're going to win. Because we can sit back and cry and say, this is not fair. And they're doing this. And, oh, we got to be nice. You will never, ever win. And they're showing that to us right now. Got to wake up. It is time for us to get in there and fight. And fight hard. Now, we have the uh, Georgia. We're relying on Georgia now to see if we will win Georgia. And what you bet, there are a lot of Republicans who are betting against us. Now, Andrew, I've got to say, I was really impressed that they say that uh, the governor of Georgia, Kemp, his team is now focusing on Herschel Walker and trying to help him over the finish line. I'm glad about that. I mean, I commend him, and he should, because we need that. And regardless as to what you say about Herschel Walker, I will say this. From the moment he started until now, He's grown. And I think he sees what he's up against. He's up against a lot of radicals on both the left and the right that don't want him to succeed. 
But if we're able to get him across the finish line, again, we need to go in and we need to wreak havoc. We need to clean up a lot of stuff. We need to deny Biden his agenda. And I know that there will be some who will say, oh, we can't do that because if we do, the American people, forget about that. Because look at what the American people gave you. A bag of mixed apples, a bag of craziness. We're doing this for the children. We're doing this for the country. Not for those people who don't know which end is up. Not for those people who don't know if they're male or female. Well, we're going to help you to make that determination. Okay, but stop funding a lot of these crazy programs. It's time for us to wake up. And it's time for us to get serious. So I wish Herschel Walker the best. We got to support him. We got to get him over the finish line. Because we see right now, Democrats don't care. They want to win by any means necessary. And then that knucklehead Stallwall. Oh, my God. A loser if I ever saw a loser. But these people, they're okay. They're okay coming out with their crazy things and their crazy ways and pontificating. And the right, they just sit there and look at them and like, oh, well, well, what can we do? There is a lot that can be done. And we need to start doing it. I mean, otherwise, we're going to always be behind the eight ball. We have no choice. Otherwise, we're going to keep seeing people like Biden go across seas and embarrass the country. When he took his first trip overseas, it was such an embarrassment. Leading from behind, allowing all the other leaders to get in front of him. And they were okay with it. Now, think about it. We're giving them money. And you would think they would say, okay, let's let him go first. No, absolutely not. They're like, get to the back of the line. You're nothing but a zero anyway. You don't know if you're the front or the back. It's an embarrassment. This entire administration is an embarrassment. Everyone who's there working the administration is an embarrassment. But because they managed to once again manipulate the election, we won't say stole, I guess, because that hurts people's feelings, because they were able to manipulate the elections, they feel they have a mandate. Because they were better at counting the numbers than we were. They feel that, hey, we can do whatever we want to do. And we're going to trot Biden back out there. And we're going to use him, just like weekend at Barney's, to, hey, capture the house again. I mean, Andrew, can you imagine if he were to run and win again? I mean, think about it. What, what, if, what if that happened? If he actually won a second term, have you stopped to think about that? Yeah, that's definitely a scary proposition to even think about. I mean, this guy, he's had so many health problems, cognitive problems his first term. Uh, it's hard to believe that people would pull the trigger on voting for him again, particularly when you look at the job he has done in the shape of our country right now. Um, we badly need new leadership. And uh, I hope Biden does run again. I think he would probably be the easiest uh, Democrat to beat for any of the Republicans. There's just so much that they could run on him, run against uh, with Biden. So I think that is uh, what Republicans should want is for Joe Biden to run again. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something 
or fall for nothing.